Time for the morning brief. Tim Hudak is here, former leader of Ontario's Conservatives, now at the Ontario Real Estate Association. Nice to have you, sir. Good morning, John Moore. Well, let's talk about this survey, and I guess maybe you can speak to the irrationality of how economics works, because inflation is being tapered down. Um, We have a low unemployment rate. Yes, interest rates have been a challenge, but it was not unanticipated. But still, Canadians on balance, like 82% of Canadians think we're in a recession. Yeah, it's interesting. Two, two thoughts on, on that, John, why that's the case. Um, number one, I think people will usually view economic data with, with a leg, right? They are experiencing the impact of higher interest rates. And when you look at this uh, the survey by, by Polera, uh, the biggest concerns for consumers, no surprise uh, to you on News Talk 1010, the cost of groceries and the cost of living and the cost of housing, which makes them feel their economic circumstances are tighter and they come to a conclusion of there's a recession. What makes matters um, concerning, though, is that people's expectations actually can influence the economy. If you expect things to get worse, your job is in jeopardy, you're being squeezed by higher interest rates, you're less likely to spend, and you could induce an economic slowdown through consumer expectations. Now, I'm on the other side of this argument. I'm actually feeling more optimistic. One quick curiosity, too, by the John, that people often talk about recessions as being two consecutive quarters of negative growth. That's a technical recession. There actually is not an official group who says when we're in recession or not. In the States, they have something called the National Bureau of Economic Re- Research. They they make the official arbitration on a recession. We don't have that in Canada. The closest we have, the C.D. Howe Institute has a council that determines whether we're in a recession or not. I don't believe we are. I actually feel optimistic about 2024. I do feel that it's time now to take the foot off of our throats when it comes to interest rates. Uh, there has been success in getting inflation under control. And I think what that means is a, a restoration of the housing market. When you get more certainty in the housing market on where interest rates are, they've plateaued and that hanging downwards, you'll see a resurgence of buyers and sellers in the marketplace. And because housing plays such a dominant role in our economy, I think that will power a stronger 2024 than we've seen in the latter half of 23. Okay, and speaking of all things money, William Nylander signing the richest deal in Maple Leafs history. What do you think? You know, I, when I, I heard the headlines, and then they saw the dollar value, and I thought it would be bigger. First of all, Toronto is a much more exciting place when the Leafs are doing well. Third, third place in the Atlantic, some star players like uh, Nylander, they're locking in some talent um, like Austin Matthews as well for long-term contracts. That's good for the Leafs. It's good for Toronto. It's good for the economy. It makes it a happier place when they do well. But you know what? Um, that's not that big of a salary for a star like that compared to other sports. So so I looked this up. The average NHL salary is significantly lower than NBA, Major League Baseball, and, and NFL. So this is 2020 data, but the NHL average salary is $2.6 million, A lot of money, but it pales to football 3.2, baseball 4, and get this, the average NBA salary for basketball $8.3 million. So good for Nylander, good for Leeds, good for Toronto. The grand scheme of sports, it ain't that much. Okay, what do you make of this story, which a lot of people will sort of feel is part of the drumbeat of what's wrong with our bail system? A guy who allegedly shot five people in random drive-bys got bail, and now the judge has figured out, wait a second, that was probably a bad idea. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, this this is further evidence of the dramatic need for bail reform here in Canada. It was a rare occurrence when we saw all 13 premiers, no matter what their political stripe, calling for bail reform. There is now reform package before Parliament. But what this is, John, is it's an illustration of what has gone wrong in our bail system. Often you don't see the details. They're hidden behind publication bans. In this case, 
Ironically, because the Justice of the Peace had granted bail, said that she wanted to ensure that the public had confidence in the ability of the courts to maintain uh, a good justice system. But when you look uh, at the details here, so first of all, the Justice of the Peace, in looking at this individual, said, number one, that the allegations against him were strong. There was substantial evidence that he had actually committed a crime, which is a drive-by shooting of five people. It appeared to be random. She also said that the parents were supposed to look after him. There was no clear indication of, of where they actually lived or if they had a relationship with her son. But when the gavel came down, she says, I'm, I'm granting bail. One of the reasons was is because he's from a racialized community. I do think it is wrong for us in Canada to have a justice system that is based on race. And secondly, this just shows the kind of decisions being made. So thankfully, light was shone. Then a, a, a higher court judge said that this was a wrong decision and put him uh, back in jail where he belonged in the first place. But excellent reporting here to lift the veil and show a clear example of what is wrong with our bail system. And uh, lastly, not a lot of time on the clock, but the NDP apparently is on track to pay off its 2021 election debt, which would be just another signal on the dashboard that we could be in readiness for an election. Yeah, maybe. I still don't believe it. Um, n- number one, this is great as a leader to be able to announce this, that you paid off your campaign debt previously. It shows momentum. It shows that you have fundraisers getting behind you. It also is a signal to the other parties that you are ready to go in election campaign and makes you more credible in any kind of negotiations. But I, I, I do believe that the pace of fundraising by the national NDP, the performance by the leader of the party, is uninspiring. So I'm not getting all excited about election in 2024. I think they'll continue to support Trudeau for a while longer. Thanks a lot. Good to have you this morning. Have a great day. That's Tim Hudak on the Morning Brief. And coming up in the next half hour, it's a Tech Tuesday. There's a lot of stuff in the news this morning that I want to get some perspective from Carmi Levy about. And that includes that moon landing. Everyone was so excited about the takeoff yesterday. Now the rocket may be lost.